0: Welcome, everybody, to episode number six of season two of the Battle Jets Fans Podcast. As always, I am your host, Daniel Granada, and we just got done watching Hard Knocks, episode number one. With me, as always, is Mr. Bearded Fanatic. What did you think of episode number one of Hard Knocks?
1: I, I feel like we should have started our show, or at least every show from here on out, the way that Robert Sala started Hard Knocks. If that, the speech, with the crow? Yeah, if that speech didn't make you get up and want to punch somebody in the face, I don't know what will, but it was exciting, man. It was exciting. It was a very great show, and I'm glad that we're going to dive into it.
0: Yeah, well, let's start off with that. that. I thought that was a really cool way to start it off. It reminded me of that very memorable uh Rex Ryan from the first time on Hard Knocks. Right. Where, you know, pressure, you know, you, you want the pressure. And when it's at the highest and all that other stuff. And I thought that it was that. I am um, the whole Eagle thing. I, I, I That's not where I thought it was going. I mm-hmm. thought the crow was going to be the, you know, he's the only one that has the balls big enough to chase right. an Eagle. So I thought that the main po- point of the story was going to be that the crow was a badass. And as it turns out, the Eagle just flies high enough to kind of just let the crows fall off on their own. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a good analogy because I mean, let's face
1: it. It's going to be a lot of, going to have a control. lot of, yeah,
0: right. A lot of attention, A lot of, I mean, I guess you could say quote-unquote haters are going to be out there waiting for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets to fail. So I did like that, and I thought it was an awesome way to start the show. So that for sure. And then I really enjoyed the whole Aaron Rodgers. Like, the first five minutes or so was just basically showing, like, Aaron Rodgers isn't that bad of a guy. Look how he gets along with his teammates.
1: Oh, they were deep-throwing the shit out of him throughout the whole (laughs) five, ten minutes. I felt like... Everyone was coming out and taking a a, a suck on, on Aaron Rodgers. But listen, when your biggest name at quarterback in a franchise is Joe Namath, and I'm not, we're not shitting on Vinny Testaverde by any means or Chad Pennington. I feel like they were very serviceable quarterbacks for the New York Jets fan base, but they don't hold anything to a guy by the name of Aaron Rodgers. This is a four time no, MVP, not. as they, as they mentioned many times during the show. So. It's you, you, you expected it. Like people, I, I already saw certain people tweeting out, Oh my God, they're, they're talking so much about Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers is joining your team, that's, what's going to be mostly talked about. So I, I definitely inserted. I didn't take it in a bad way. It, it, it was amazing. It like, his interaction with players, his interaction with coaches, his interactions with he the voice—he has of like Dodd. a special
0: handshake
1: with everybody. Yeah, yeah. I like the yeah. Michael
0: Carter one, right? Like he did like the little thrusting yeah. Yeah. thing. Yeah, and you got the Sauce
1: Gardner, <laughs> like it ended up putting it out on the linebacker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was dope. Listen, he, the way he even interacted with um with the voice of God, as it was as as it was said many times during uh, Hard Knocks.
0: I had no idea that that was the narrator I. for Hard Knocks.
1: Either he I yeah, love him I, as an I, actor, to, by the way.
0: Yes. My wife and I were like, Man, what show was it that we used to watch with him? And then we remembered it was Ray Donovan. Yeah. And I had completely forgotten that this this guy, well, actually, I didn't know ever I, I never knew that he was the narrator. And even right. after they introduced him as that, the voice just doesn't match to me. Maybe maybe I gotta listen a little closer, but it still didn't match up to me. Yeah. But yeah, that was a surprise, also.
1: Yeah, so it was cool watching Aaron Rodgers obviously dude. Let me tell you something. Can can I fangirl over Aaron Rodgers? Is that allowed from a Miami Dolphins fan? Uh, Yes, I believe so. You were on a Jets show. The way he was out there and he was dropping into those blue buckets, red buckets, Mm. green buckets, and then Mm -hmm. when he dropped back and threw that 50-yard bomb and said I had to show the young guys on how to do it. Listen, bro, I know there's no defense out there on you, but that shit's pretty exciting to watch.
0: Yeah, for sure. Even without defense, it's still awesome to see.
1: That so, accuracy, bro. The fucking accuracy yeah, man. of that it, guy. That, that was awesome. And you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, one, it, point, it was, one, one point no, about Aaron Rodgers. It, when, when they started, scrimmaging, when they started mm-hmm. scrimmaging, right, and he would throw some darts in there, like even the defensive coordinator and Robert Sala were like, look. It's Aaron Rodgers throwing that ball. They're, you you're not gonna win every battle when Aaron Rodgers throws the ball. I thought that was also pretty spectacular because I feel like, and I think I asked you this question on the Dolphins show. Like, how do you fairly gauge how good your defense is when the opposite side is just as good? When it's Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball, like, how can you really predict how good your corners are? Because this guy's gonna make most corners in the NFL not look that good. And sometimes well, and- I like I like how they said it, they're like, listen. It's Aaron Rodgers <laughs> throwing that ball. He's yeah, going to get sure. it in there.
0: No, and I think I, we saw that right after the scrimmage was over where they're going over the film, yeah. and they're like, look, we defended that perfectly, but look yeah. at that back shoulder throw. Yeah, like yeah. And that. And then so not only – because on the film you can see, okay, defense, you didn't do a bad job. That was just a, one hell of a throw. And I like the way they follow that up with, with uh, Jeff Obrich. He goes, guys, we're going to be in every fucking game. Like sure. we could we could have a misplay. We don't want to misplay, but we could have a misplay. But don't get your head down too much because look at this throw that this guy just made. Have no doubt about it. If we're on our A game, even if we have a bad possession here or there, we're in the game and we got a chance because we got eight. And yeah. that was – I thought it was really cool the way that the defense – and you saw after they showed that highlight where the defense gets scored on and it's the defense watching it. But everybody keeps looking around at each other and they're like, He's on our eight. team. Like
1: that was eight. That was like he, he he loves he's with us. That. It wasn't a Rod, it wasn't Mister Rogers. It was dog. We got eight on our team. We got eight yeah. on our team, and that's all you kept hearing. We got eight, bro. Eight throws a beautiful ball. This and that. Um, I I, I don't know if it. No, it wasn't Quentin Williams, but it was um, oh my god, defensive tackle. What your, your your backup defensive tackle, Solomon? Solomon Thomas. Solomon Thomas, when he was next to the, the other guy, everybody that, and, to Broadway. Right, right. Dude, did you hear what that guy said when, when trying to say charcuterie board? Yeah, char-cucci did you? hear <laughs> <or something. laughs> I'm just trying to go and enjoy a Broadway show and eat some charcuterie board. Dog, I lost it. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> I was like, what did this man just say? Yeah, man. But, Look, I uh,
0: let me just say real quick before yeah. you, you continue with your yeah, yeah. point. A couple of weeks ago, we came on here, and I said, "I don't want the attention. Give Hard Knock to somebody else. We got one right. Jet's Drive." Right, man. HBO and Hard Knocks does such a good oh, job, man. They put on a show, such a good bro. job, man. And yeah. I, that's not a knock on what Jet's Drive because what they do, I know a lot of fan bases don't get. I know you told me the Dolphins don't do it, and I've talked to other fan bases. Right. They don't. They get nothing like that. So I, I appreciate that the Jets put on one Jet's Drive because it's like a, a kind of a smaller version of HBO uh, of Hard Knocks. But, man, Hard Knocks just does it right, dude.
1: They it's do. So good. They do. And th- this yeah. is why when you asked me if I wanted my team on it, yeah, 100%. Because, one, I don't get to see my team a whole lot, being that I only watch the Miami Dolphins. And then, two, I know that Hard Knocks puts on a good show. Like, yeah. dude, even when we had back, 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 back then, when we had Vontae Davis saying he was going to go call his grandma because he was he just got traded to the Colts, the way they did everything, Chad Ochoa getting cut at the beginning of the season. because In the office, yeah. I remember right. that scene. So it's the way they film it, the way they narrate it, everything good is good about Hard Knocks. But um, the one thing that I really enjoyed from the show, another great point, uh, was your boy, Sauce Gardner, going back to college and finishing his degree out. I thought that was awesome that he told his mom, I am going to leave early, but I got full intention on coming back. I love the fact that... Uh, How random he was here. Nick Van Exel there? Oh, that's exactly... I'm going. I'm going there with that. <laughs> exo doing there he, he's like nick van exo also a student athlete at cincinnati he was like yo you guys are gonna have a great season but the, the best line from nick van exo but you guys play in a hell of a division and i think everybody knows that, that the yeah, jets sure. the Dolphins, we dude we have a tough ass division even though we're yeah, all even though we're all sleeping on the new england patriots we all are and i told you
0: i was talking to you earlier today about that scares right. me yeah. i'm not gonna feel good about the patriots sucking until we predict it and it actually happens
1: right right because listen at the end of the day you, and you give a lot of flowers to Bill Belichick as a coach and by all means he deserves it i get it he's not the same with tom brady but a lot of people wouldn't be the same without a tom, a tom brady on their team but mm-hmm. he still has his team ready to play so even if they're the fourth seed in our division which we both expect them to be i yep. think they're still gonna, i think they're still going to be like a a good adversary like if you put them in the in the in the afc south they're probably a number 1 seed and they're competing with the jacksonville jaguars for that top seed but we're all obviously leaps and beyond. But that was that was another one that I like. I like that Sauce Gardner went back to college, he, he kept his promise to his mom and, and finished his graduate degree. That was what pretty about awesome Garrett movie. Wilson?
0: Garrett Wilson, I thought that was really cool when you heard him talking about Aaron Rodgers and how yeah. everybody talks so much about Aaron Rodgers, what a crappy person he might be, yeah. but how, how well he gets along with him, yep. expecting a big season. And then he's out there catching donuts and coffees because the endorsements are started coming in for him. Let yeah. me tell you something. The Jets are doing well. They have sauce Gardner's going to get a lot of publicity yep. right already, yep. just because of the name before he even started playing the name got, it, but then his play backed it up. Garrett Wilson also going to become a big name. If he can, you know, connect with Aaron Rodgers like everybody's expecting him to Quinn and Williams, just a funny character. He's yep. going to get some TV. Like this team's going to have a lot of individual stars and, the country's going to get to know them very well over the next couple of weeks here with Hard Knocks. Sure. That's exciting. Awesome. For sure.
1: I, listen, I enjoyed the fact that during this Hard Knocks, we got to see, one, the highlights from the preseason game, which was great mm-hmm. that they included that. Uh, another one that you, you briefly talked about was the fact that Aaron Rodgers, we saw the clip of Aaron Rodgers protecting Nathaniel Hackett. Um, we yes. saw we saw your line. If you, if you don't got haters, you ain't pop. And then they went into the track. I thought that mm-hmm. was an awesome segue because that's when yeah. they started showing the, the Hall of Fame game. Um, Like you said, Curtis Martin was out there. Um, Tiki Barber him. was out there. Listen, Jason first of Garrett. all, if there's anybody that could probably get yardage because Curtis Martin thinks that he could still get 500 yards. Tiki Barber was on swole. I think Tiki Barber could get 500 <laughs> yards behind this line. That boy nah. was looking swole.
0: I don't know. His, his biceps are too big. He had a fumbling problem with that yeah, big-ass bicep. Perfect. He wouldn't be able to hold that.
1: Yeah, he held it like a, a, at an angle on his arm. I remember th- they're like, "Oh, this is how I, I got to run with the ball, so I don't fumble it."
0: Yeah, yeah, no. With those biceps, forget about it. He'd never be able to hold onto that ball. It'd be fumbling all over
1: the place. I agree.
0: But um, another thing I really enjoyed from the episode is when they highlighted the whole Sauce Gardner versus Gary Wilson at, yeah. in practice.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that.
0: I I I am really happy that these guys came into the league together mm-hmm. from day one. They are practicing against each other, and. You know, I I know Sauce Gardner has a lot of people that aren't Jets fans that hate on him because he's handsy or whatever. And then a lot of people that hate on Garrett Wilson because they say it's a one-year wonder or he hasn't proved it yet, whatever. But if they both become what I believe they both can become, which is a top five in their respective positions, I think they have the talent to do that. And if you are lining up against a top five every single day at practice that makes Sundays a lot easier. And that's not my favorite part of this. My favorite part of this is that you not only saw that they were competing, but that they were communicating Mm -hmm. because some players might not want to do that, but they're communicating. Uh, Sauce Gardner. I don't know how how he stopped on the play. I forget, but I remember Garrett Wilson asked like, what did you You do? Did Did you tug at my Jersey? And and, And then sauce is like, nah, I did this. I did that. And they're communicating. Yep. And I love that. I love that they're communicating and letting each other know, this is how I beat you this play, but this is how I beat you that play. And they're right. okay with getting beat because they're going to get better together. Iron sharpens iron. And I think that the fact that they came into the league together and they're practicing together, these two are are going to make each other so great. And I'm really excited for that because when you have a great, like the last time that we had an offensive and defensive or, or rookies of the year, uh, it was um, the cornerback from the Saints. I forget his name. And then, uh, and the running back from the Saints. I just blanked on both names. Uh, and Lattimore. D- there you, thank you. Yes, yeah. But they didn't see each other man to man every practice, right. right? We have the defensive and offensive rookie of the years lining up in front of each other Literally. every day in practice, right. And helping each other out after every practice. So I think that that's going to go so far for the just productivity from here to the next 10 years. So I'm really excited about that, and I'm glad that they showed us the way they were communicating.
1: I enjoyed. And I know exactly which which part of the show you're talking about. It was like a back shoulder throw that he wanted to throw to Garrett Wilson. And Garrett Wilson turned around he said, yo, good fucking D. Good fucking D. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, but what did you do there? Like, did you tuck up my shirt? I remember exactly what he said. He's like, no, I was yeah. expecting you to throw your arm back. And when you did it, I knew exactly how to defend you. So it was like, I, I, I agree with you, dude. Listen, you know how I feel about um, – Wilson. hey man you've been
0: on so and you, you gary wilson and i'll give it to you because anybody that's watching us for the first time i know he has a dolphins logo on his forehead but he's unbiased when he talks about the jets and i appreciate that about him. that's why we yeah. do the show together and he was talking up sauce Gardner since last year training camp when he was watching and i remember he brought up if you go back in the archives which you probably won't yeah. but you go back in the archives there was a video where you started just breaking down the hips sauce yeah. gardener and how much yep. you enjoyed his hips and all that you've been on the sauce gardener train for as long I, I refused to call him sauce until game one of the season Correct. when he proved it and he did you've been yeah. calling him sauce all the way through and man he's just he's he's balling man He's a Listen,
1: and the one thing i don't know if you notice is the one telling thing about when they were going one-on-one is that if it was an encompassed route like if it's a short yardage route sauce was all over him but if you give Garrett Wilson the space, the run, that boy's fast. That boy's yeah, really fast, and he gets behind the defense. Like I remember one time he got behind um, Sauce Gardner, and he specifically said, ooh, I would have had you. I would have had you, but the <laughs> ball didn't come his way. So, listen, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be very special for those two guys. And, listen, I got to face you guys twice a year mm-hmm. on defense and offense. The the The, the benefit that I have? is that when you do potentially shut down one of my wide receivers, whether it's Mr. Yeah, Waddle A's, on the D, other side, you got, right. got Tyreek on the opposite side, or you got Jalen Waddle on the opposite side, you got people running down the middle. So that's the benefit. But when it comes to the defense, I mean, the defense side of the ball, having to cover Garrett Wilson, dude, the guy is a stud. So we don't have Jalen Ram- Ramsey, like you said. So is he going to expose Cam Smith a little bit? Is he going to expose an older Xavier Howard? So it's like Eli Apple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna. That guy for sure is getting exposed. And right. look, and, and
0: look, and not to get too off topic because we're talking right. about hard knocks, but yeah. DJ Reed can hold his own also.
1: So yeah, he definitely uh, can. I want to make sure DJ Reed gets this right. Well. Listen, they they um your your defensive coordinator went to DJ Reed and he's like, look, man, that's Aaron Rodgers throwing that ball. You you played it well, but that's Aaron Rodgers throwing that ball. So he tried to the shit on DJ Reed, but at the end of the day, DJ Reed, you're not going to face an Aaron Rodgers every week. No, my my defense isn't going to face a Garrett Wilson every week. So it's Mm -hmm. like you have to understand that when you have these matchups coming up this upcoming season, you're like, they don't have anybody that could cover Garrett Wilson. Oh, I'm starting Garrett Wilson this week. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just exciting. Like, you may not get Aaron Rodgers in this year's draft. I'm just saying because if Garrett Wilson put up those numbers, if you have a rod and you have a Garrett Wilson on your team, your fantasy team might be looking pretty good.
0: So I noticed that the overall um, catchphrase. It seems like mm-hmm. for this season, did you catch it? I, uh, it all, felt like all, it was. All, no, that was last year. all gas, no breaks. That was last year, and yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure they're still going to use it. Because it was but I felt Like I felt like it was yes, every
1: every scene. Yeah. It was posted yes. somewhere.
0: That that was Robert Sala's. That was his trademark. You got You saying it all. Uh, but it felt like this year it's this gonna is going to be now what? Now what? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you did your job. Now what? I wanted I to start like the show that. like that. I wanted to start the show I, like that, Danny. Yeah, now I, what? Yes, because it, it's, it's, I like it because yes, everybody says in the NFL, like, and like Robert Sala said, everybody says it, or I think it was Rob Sala said, everybody says, do your job. Okay, you did your job. Now what? I think that was your if defensive you could, coordinator,
1: if, Jeff Ulbrich, or I think okay, it's Jeff it, it might have been.
0: I, it it might have been. But I, I like that like you you could do your job but if there's something else you can do do that also, you yeah. know g- give every every bit that you can and, and, and then more and I, I really like that I thought that was really cool and, and I'm glad that um that that that's the seems to be the new catchphrase for it. the
1: season the the way he said it I think was awesome he goes yeah imagine doing your job, but then you do this much more now you're now what he said he's like now you have 22 on the field. Because you're doing yours and you're doing just that much more. And if everybody just that, does that much more, we're going to be a tough team to beat. And I think that, dude, sure. if er, in your life, if you kept that mentality, yeah, I work my eight to five. Fuck it. Let me put in another half hour. Just another half hour. Just imagine how much more successful your day is going to be tomorrow and the day after that sure. when you take so much more off your plate just by doing the, that much more.
0: Get that one extra rep in the gym. Yeah, all that. Right. All right. I love it. Now, I love now,
1: it. Now, one
0: thing that, um, and I don't know how, and if you're, if you, obviously you're a Jets fan, if you're watching this probably, but I want to know what they, they comment if, so go ahead and take a comment. Did you watch this and all of a sudden get excited that maybe Zach Wilson might have a future? (sighs) We're going here, huh? All right. All right. We're going here. Look, let me tell you something. I felt like, I I thought it was cool that they interviewed him. He was very honest. And so was Rob Sala. You know, it's tough. What you know, whatever to be in the position he's in. But well, first of all, all that no look passes talk that that was pretty funny. But that was pretty funny. But I think that Zach Wilson, if he has the skills, which we believe he has, the arm strength. Right. We we both believe mo- that. We both right. believe that coming right. in,
1: coming in from college, we both thought that his body of work as far as talent was there. Yes, it's there. It, it was so all about this. The,
0: he needs to, but. Two years working with Aaron Rodgers, and I love and again, Hard Knocks is doing a great job already, just episode one. Yeah. The way they showed the way he's communicating with you gotta do this, you gotta do that. If this isn't here, you gotta take off there. If your second yeah. read isn't there, you should already be you should the be pocket. moving.
1: Yeah, you should be moving yes. if your second read is not there. I, I, I thought so, that was awesome.
0: So I, I I think that two years of this for Zach Wilson being able to watch it up close in this. Uh, from the sidelines and have that that one-on-one after every single possession, I think that's going to be so good. So if Zach Wilson has the arm strength and all he's missing is the headpiece, we'll know because I, I think he's going to be the quarterback once Aaron Rodgers leaves. Yes. He's going to get an opportunity at least. At least we'll yeah. know if he can do it or not because there's no excuses. And I don't want to talk too far ahead, right? That's in the future. But if he has the arm strength, I mean, sorry, the, the arm talent, and he has the tutelage of Aaron Rodgers for two years. There's no more excuse. In I my agree. Mind,
1: so. and, it, and, it, and it goes back to, and I hate to bring him back up because we, we already talked about him. But when Garrett Wilson was in his Jeep and he was being interviewed, he said, I don't know how long this window is, but I'm going to soak up as much of it as possible to improve my game because I'm playing with one of the all-time greats. For sure. Zach Thomas needs to have, I mean, Zach Thomas, I apologize, guys. Zach Wilson needs to have that full-on mentality that anything Aaron Rodgers does, watch it. Listen to it. Repeat it. Rinse and repeat over and over and in. If if you're this much confused, ask about it. Why did you see it that way? Why did you run it that way? Because if you want to be on this team, or even if you want to be a quarterback on another team, you have to soak up everything Aaron Rodgers gives you. Now, to answer your, your question, your original question was, do we potentially have something in Zach Wilson? Well, if we talk about just this game, the 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 Hall of Fame game. I don't know if we're there yet, but I'll tell you this. I don't think if this version of Zach Wilson, as far as the headspace he's in, would have been around last year, I think you guys do a, a whole lot better. I don't know if it's much improvement, but the way he's yeah. receptive of the information he's receiving, I don't think that Zach Wilson was around last year. And we saw that after the press conference where he literally did nothing after yeah. the game and took yeah. no blame for it. This Zach Wilson seems a whole lot more mature. It looks like a he lot. improved, he, hum- he got humbled. Right. It looked like he got he 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 improved his his reflection on life through the offseason. And you could definitely tell just by one episode so far of Hard Knocks that you could tell he's a different person.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you. He's not there right now, he's not there yet, it's, and it's still hard to tell. Right. But just based off of this episode, seeing the communication between Aaron Rodgers and him. Yeah, two full calendar years of that.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I agree. That has to I agree. Them, right, that has yeah, to. Yeah, I agree.
0: Right. Oh, by so, the way, does Aaron does yeah. Rodgers
1: have does does Rodgers have a future in being an offensive coordinator or head coach? <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just throwing be, that out before, there. Before we get into preseason, because I do want to get to
0: preseason. The last thing yeah, I want to yeah. touch on: Hard yeah, Knocks. Yeah. I mean, we'll still touch on it, but we're gonna move sure. on to the preseason game, yeah, yeah. that pylon game. Oh, I thought it was hilarious when he shouted out Sean Payton.
1: He did, he did. I, I, <laughs> I, th- I thought it was hysterical. I thought, I thought it was that it was real funny.
0: I thought I thought it was really funny how he shouted out Sean Payton, and I th- you could tell that him
1: and Nathaniel Hackett have a great relationship. Yeah, so it's very cool, very cool. I, I I will tell you this. I know we touched on it last week. For those who didn't watch last week, make sure you go to. We, we dropped a good, a very good one for you. But two things can be true. Um, when we talked about it with Abby last week, that what Nathaniel, what Nathaniel Hackett and his staff did in Denver. We could call it a complete failure. That's exactly what it was. The defense sure. was obviously amazing. The offense regressed. Russell Wilson regressed. But at the end of the day, I get Sean Payton's won a Super Bowl. I get it. I, I get he's won a lot of games. He also had Drew Brees at quarterback. Just throwing that out there. So for you to call out another band's out the way you did, th- did it make you feel good about it? Let's nah, it was So I, right. I saw you took it back. Right. Nathaniel Hackett did a very good job as an OC in Green Bay. And I think he's going to do another. He's going to do a fantastic job as an OC for Aaron Rodgers, obviously, and for Zach Wilson. And and just in case, because I said it back in January, one of our
0: lost episodes, right, the back in the archives. Right. But I want to just bring it back for anybody watching now. If you weren't aware, Nathaniel Hackett in 2020 and Aaron Rodgers, the Packers, they scored on 80 percent of their red zone visits. Not a field goal. They got touchdowns on. 80% of the time that they made it into the red zone in 2020.
1: I like that is ridiculous. I like the one thing that Aaron Rodgers said, you have to throw it at least 60% of the time. Cause 60% of the time, you're always going to uh, get uh, it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I thought that was awesome.
0: Uh, that's a line from somewhere. I forgot where I've heard that before, yeah. but yeah, that was I, liked funny. I liked it. All right. Now, and then they, they finished off the episode with the preseason, which was awesome. Yeah. Also, yeah. um, Aaron Rodgers getting hyped up for that. Zach Wilson throw was fun. It looked he like called he it. Was, and he called he said, it. He said he called it that. To play. Malik,
1: yeah, yeah. Throw it up to Malik.
0: Yeah, that that was fun. It was fun seeing how into the game Sauce Gardner is from the sideline. He's very vocal. Also, I thought that was very cool. And did you get the sense that Rob Sala hates preseason? The way he's like, this is the longest first quarter ever, and again, like his face—he's just like. Dude, this is this sucks. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I will tell you this, that I felt like ninety eight percent of the people were really excited football was back, except Robert Sala. Like Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, when they would w- they, when they would cause a penalty, he would get pissed. Uh, when something was missed on defense, Sauce Gardner would get pissed, and then yeah. Rob Sala was just walking around with a smile, just waiting for this fucking game to be over. I I, I, I thought that was pretty amazing, but you know it, it goes back, and that was one of the notes I put down. Because I, I was going to tell you, see, Danny, I'm not the only person who gets excited for preseason. These guys are excited for preseason because they know they're one week closer to the real thing.
0: Yeah, and, and Aaron Rodgers, he was bummed out once the lights went out,
1: though. He's like, all right, I'm ready to yeah. go. All right, right. He's like, how much, how much longer? How much longer? Did you <laughs> fart? Did you fart?
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> Corey Davis, yeah. Bad.
1: Yeah, that was good.
0: Uh, So usually they highlight players in the preseason on hard knocks. They didn't yeah. do too much of that today. They did highlight Chad Surratt he the, the, the middle linebacker and i, I think more than more than the, more than the highlights back. yeah more than the highlights of his play mm-hmm. i thought it was rob sala's reaction to him how much right. he kept praising him and how much he loves my love this even kid. before he this did kid, it right like even before yes, he did it right this this kid's making the team he's making the team and and hopefully he can make it cuz for for sala to be this enamored with him and training camp just recently started, right? Uh, I, I that stood out to me big time. So time to to, to watch out for Chaz here. The, the and, one thing um, the one thing that we all want to
1: see is like I said, the reason I watch preseason as in depth as I do is because you want to know about the bubble players. And Chaz Sarat sure. jumps out of you like like um, Robert Sala said, the speed to the tight end, super quick. The way he dropped down and cut off that interception, super quick. It's like when you when you're given an opportunity and you show up the way you did, that that is going to go a long way for your career. And I think Charles Surratt is on the way there.
0: Uh, all right, so uh, we're going to keep talking about the preseason game and then just a couple of other things from training camp. just in general. But anything else you want to say to put a bow on the hard knocks review of the first episode?
1: I can't wait for week two. And I hate saying that yeah. it's a Dolphin fan, but dude, I'm I'm hooked. I'm hooked because one, as as a person who does this podcast with you obviously we're going to have a lot more to talk about but then for two sure. it's football man it's it's in our fucking veins how much we love football so any any chance that i get to pause for my day from work and just get to enjoy and talk football and then also watch it on tv it's amazing so i'm, I'm excited for for next week's show
0: me too man i'm I, look, look like i said I, w- I was against it at first but i'm so glad that they went ahead and uh
1: and and it made the
0: the Jets the hard knocks this season because it's yep. going to be fun. It definitely got me even more excited for football coming up. All right, yep. so it's enough with Harden. Let's talk about the preseason game in general. A couple storylines. First, Mackay Becton, yep. probably the biggest storyline. Here we go again. Played seven, played seven snaps, and he took himself out of the game. Yep. He said he didn't feel good. The turf isn't good for his knee. I, I have to look into it, but how many NFL stadiums have turf? Because if this is going to be a constant issue that he doesn't feel comfortable playing on turf, it's going to be a serious issue. So he looked solid. Obviously he's playing against backups, but if he would have played poorly against backups, then we would have shit on him. Right. So let's, uh, let's give him his props Answer to your question. 14, uh, 14 teams. Okay, there you go. So 14 teams. So there's 14 stadiums that if he visits, he's going to feel uncomfortable playing in. Just yeah. scary. He's just, and he played seven snaps, took himself out of the game because he felt like it was a little weird on his knee. He played well. He played well. Those seven snaps again, yeah. very small sample size. Right. I think that that was the most worrisome thing out of the preseason was Mekhi Beckham taking himself out because that's where he has to win the job. He has to prove himself in the preseason. He has to dominate the backups in the preseason to prove that he should be the starter, right? Because mm-hmm. according to Rich simini he's not even the backup. Like, the, like he's fighting to make the team, apparently, which right. is a scary thought. Yeah. So he needs to play to prove himself. So if he's taking himself out of the game, I'm not sure what exactly he's thinking.
1: I'll tell you this. Mikai Becton right now reminds me of Zach Wilson last year during that horrible loss. Like, what are you doing? Do you want to make this team or not? Because right now, you're not acting. First of all, you're not acting like somebody who even wants to be on a 53-man roster. Secondly, you, you're not looking like you want to be on a on a team that's probably going to compete to get into the playoffs and make some noise in the playoffs. And long and behold, obviously what I don't want, a team that competes for a Super Bowl. Like right now is the perfect time because so many eyes are going to be on this team because of Aaron Rodgers for you to put some good tape together. And if this is the way you're going to be acting, dude, nobody's going to touch you. And guess what? Danny if somebody does touch him he's going to get a very minimal fucking contract and you you know how much NFL players hate those prove-it contracts but that's what you're going to get because that's literally how you're playing right now in the NFL for
0: sure I, I agree and I, I just I don't know what he, he's expecting honestly but that was one thing that it took away from the preseason again not much second thing that kind of surprised me I understand that it's the Jets have four preseason games this year because of the Hall of Fame game. So right. maybe the next game we're going to see a little more. I, think, I, yeah. guess, I believe believes the Panthers. And by the way, the Panthers play on turf also, so I guess Mekhi Beckton doesn't play this game. Right, I right. He
1: might play three. He might play three snaps that game. Uh,
0: I don't know. But Zach Wilson only dropped back at six times, I believe, and threw it only five times. Right. Look, Zach Wilson.
1: He didn't look crispy.
0: This, this, this is, I mean, besides that 57-yard pass to, right. down the right side. Right, to Malik. If if he is going to progress over the next two years, he's not going to see much action during the regular season. Give him the action in the preseason. 100%. Because he gets to run out to the sideline and talk to Aaron Rodgers and be like, what did I do? What should I look for the next time I go out there for the next offensive possession? Right. You remember so that one that- series
1: where he didn't complete it? You saw them talking about it. He had the pad out and they yes. were both discussing yes. it. That's what you want. Right.
0: So, And I I understand that when Aaron Rodgers is playing, he's still going to get to communicate with Zach Wilson back and forth. But Zach Wilson gets to run out there the next possession and perform it. And you want that. He's going to get that in training camp, but you want that in real game action also. So I thought maybe because it's a Hall of Fame game and you still have three more games because, again, Hall of Fame game gives you an extra game. That's right. I I still think that they should have left him out there a little more, and I'm hoping that that's what we see week one. I'm sorry, the first – Official right. preseason. No, no, right, right, game. right, 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 right. So I hope that that's what we see. I see we hope we see Zach Wilson a little more than that because that to me was a little uh, disappointing. I, I,
1: I think, and I'm, I, I'm by, by the way, I'm 100% agreeing with you, but I think that Aaron Rodgers should probably take the field game three, maybe a series. Because again, I don't think there is not even this much in me that believes that Aaron Rodgers needs more than a series or two to get going for the regular season.
0: I'm honestly okay with him not playing at all.
1: Right. As am I. As am I. Like protect the franchise. But right, if you want to get a little football action, get hit a little bit, you know, get a couple of passes in there that's not training camp. Let him play a series or two. But I think okay. Zach Wilson needs to take 90% of the snaps during these next three preseason games. But that leads me to the other guy. And I know it's one of the notes that we have here from the show is Fake Tim Tebow did not look good for you guys as, as a backup quarterback, man. Um, I don't know what you guys are going to do at that position because he, – He got cut. He did get cut. See, I didn't even know that. Yes. So yes, fake Tim Tebow cut. is no longer on your team. So for, then I guess that follows up to me because I didn't know that. Who is your emergency quarterback now on your team? And Tim Boyle. Ugh, oh, that's right. He played in Green Bay. That's right. He played in Green Bay. Jesus Christ. Of course he did. Did you not see Aaron
0: Rodgers and and Randall Cobb holding arms during the anthem?
1: Yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers brought his boys over. Yeah, yeah, I see that. But, dude, listen, I I know you want to live in a world where you have to rely on Zach Wilson for the majority of the season. But God forbid you have an any given Sunday moment and you lose both your first and second quarterbacks Tim Boyle is definitely not that guy. But let me tell you, fake Tim Tebow was definitely, definitely not that guy. Like, if I thought Zach Wilson looked bad, But I remember I was
0: fighting with you about it last year. Yeah, You wanted Strebler.
1: I did because I wanted him over Zach Wilson. I wanted anybody over Zach Wilson. Yeah, I get that. But, Jesus. But, listen, you got legs. You can scramble. But even – did you hear it? Like, at the end of the game? where, where yeah, Aaron Rodgers he's like, Aaron like, scramble, scramble. And then he threw the pick. It's like, guy, this is why you got cut. This is why you got cut.
0: Well, I, I don't think – during the play, I don't think the headset works anymore. So I don't think okay. he could have heard that. But Aaron Rodgers was thinking like, dude, you, you can't pass. Just fucking run the ball, kid. Right. Make the team that way. And, and he got picked off. Uh So a couple more notes before we were about to hit the end. Joe Tipman yep. played very well. But we were talking about it last week. He's third string right now, center. I think the, the most worrisome thing is that after the game, uh, Rob Salah said that he was very surprised at how well he played mm-hmm. and that he hopes that he could bring that to practice and kind of stack good practices together, which says to me he must be looking horrible in practice, which is, is really worrisome because you wasted a second-round pick on him, and we were hoping that he would solidify that center's position. So um, that that, unfortunately... Hey, some players play better and, and when the lights come on, hopefully, right. that's the case. But that was worrisome that Rob Salah had that to say uh, about his performance. It wasn't like, Yeah, he's he did well today, he's been showing a lot of promise in practice. It was, I was kind of surprised at how well he played.
1: I, I guess my follow up question to you, which I, I don't think it's an issue because we discussed it last week with Abby as well, that we believe that Robert Salah's the guy's like, You got to prove it to make, get the starting position. You got to prove it to move up on the depth chart, right?
0: Garrett Wilson didn't start last year.
1: Right. Game so, one, he wasn't starting. So here's my follow-up question to you. Would you be perfectly fine if this guy shits the bed in practice and in preseason? Or, I don't say preseason, but shits the bed in practice. But when he shows up to games, he's ready to go because there have been of players course. in the history of the NFL that really just don't enjoy practicing. I don't know if jo- Joe Tidman is that type of guy, but if I he's hope. showing out in preseason games...
0: I mean, are we talking practice? Have, are we talking you practice? To, you have to take into consideration the people that's that that he's you know blocking in front of. That's true.
1: That is true. So
0: you you are it's blocking not Quinn, it's, it's, it's it's not Quinn and Williams in practice. You know,
1: right? It's like come on, bro. So, At least you're right, not Liam Ikingberg. Uh,
0: no, that that's about as bad as it gets. <laughs> All right. So uh, real quick, Kareem Hunt signs with the Saints. Yeah. he did. Ezekiel Elliott has visited the Patriots. A lot of people thinking that the Patriots are going to lock that down. Yeah. So, Dalvin Cook's options are the Jets and the Dolphins at this point, right?
1: Right. right. I, 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 honestly, if I had to flip a coin right now, I still think it's pretty 50-50, but something really? tells me. Something I tells think me that end of the end end of the Dolphins. I know. I know. You're, you're a strong proponent you think he is going to become a Miami Dolphin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if both teams offer him the same exact contract, which the rumors, because we obviously don't know because we'll never know the exact numbers and he hasn't come out and said that anybody's offered him more or less than something. But I think if both teams offer him 8 million, he chooses the dolphins. For but sure. I think, I think that if he, if somebody offers him even 8.5 to 8 million and the 8.5 is coming from the New York jets, he's not going to turn down an opportunity to play with Aaron Rodgers and play with a, such a, a team that has so much hype on them. But I think if, the, if the salaries are the exact same, he's going to come home and play for the Miami dolphins.
0: But this is what you have to take into account, which a lot of people don't talk about. Let's say, hypothetically, the Jets are from 8.5 and the Dolphins are from 8. Yeah. He's still going to get paid more with the Dolphins because there's no state tax down here. That's right. That's right. So that's a disadvantage that New York has. So they have to like overpay in order to have the same amount of money that Dalvin Cook will receive with the Dolphins. So the Dolphins have the advantage of the state tax and of the fact that he wants to be in South Florida. So I think it's going to be very difficult for the Jets to end up uh, landing Dalvin Cook unless – he just wants to play with Aaron Rodgers.
1: So before we get out of here, I know one of the things you mentioned last week was you thought it was going to happen before the season starts. Cause a lot of people don't like training camp and stuff like that right now, as you're saying that the market is dwindling for running backs and teams are dwindling for Dalvin cook. When do you think it's going to, when do you think it's officially going to happen? Like if you had to give it a timetable of when this guy finally signs with a team, whether it's one of ours or another one, when do you think that happens before the last preseason game? Okay. Okay. So week three we him, of the preseason, yeah. you think that it'll be between three, week yeah. three and four?
0: Yeah, he, he doesn't want to play any preseason games. It'll be like two or three weeks of training camp where he, he does just enough to kind of get familiarized with the playbook and his teammates. And, and that'll be it. I These players intentionally don't want to be in training camp. They sure. don't like training camp. So that's it. And then the Jets play their first preseason official preseason game. If you don't count Hall of Fame against the Panthers this week. And uh, again, I hope I see Zach Wilson out there a little more. A lot of it, I hope Beckton can get over his fear of turf and gets to play out there. And I just want to see how the O-line stacks up against the Panthers' defensive line because the Panthers have a good pass rush. They got Derek Brown on there, Brian Burns, Justin Houston. So they have a a good pass rush. So I kind of want to see how the Jets' O-line stacks up to them, even though it's going to be backups or whatnot. But still, I'm curious to see how... How they uh, they uh, protect the Kubi, whoever it is back there. Yeah, so we'll see. All right. Well, if you were listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you were watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. On audio, please like, comment, and review. Subscribe. If on YouTube, again, also like and subscribe. We appreciate you and your support.
1: And if you don't like something, final thoughts. Yeah. If you don't like something, drop a comment, man. If you don't agree with our opinions, drop a comment. Listen, the only way the show's going to get better is with your feedback. And listen, shout out to the guy who shouted me out on last week's video um, that you were very kind to respond to. Listen, I try to bring as unbiased opinions to this show. Like Danny mentioned at the beginning of the show. Um, But yeah, listen, guys, the only way we're going to get better as a team, the only way we're going to get better as a show to provide that great content to you is by the feedback you guys give. So by all means, Hit the like button if you liked it. And if you didn't like it, let us know why so we can get better on the next one. All
0: right. And with that said, until the next one. Ha- oh, wait. One last plug. Ooh. Batterfans.com. Don't, Ooh. Don't, that's don't right. Sleep on Garrett Wilson. Always don't open 24 7. That's Garrett Wilson Diner right there.
1: Is that on Batterfans.com?
0: Batterfans.com. The batterfans.com. I got one for you too, man. It's a Harry Kill one. So there you I go. Like it. A little I like bit it. of everything. And until the next one, have a good one.
1: Peace. Peace.